Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the La Rouge Rugby Podcast where we focus on real Canadian rugby. I'm Stu Hardy, joined as always by Derek Brissett. Derek, we've had, uh, it's been a tough week for Canadian sport, I'd say. Obviously, um, been going on with the FIFA World Cup, Canada first lost to Belgium and then mm-hmm. followed that up with a uh, loss to Croatia. Although Alfonso Davies was uh, the first Canadian player to score a goal at the FIFA World Cup. Yeah. That's great to see. Um, for teams in red, especially, uh, my beloved Wales put on the best 60 minutes of uh, the Wayne Pivak reign, only to follow up with the 20 worst minutes in international rugby this year, I imagine. That was a, that was a tough pill spot. But uh, Canada did win for the first time ever, the Davies Cup. So, yeah. you know, swings and roundabouts and... Uh, yeah, yes, you know, we've learned we're uh, we're good at tennis. Um, you know, maybe uh, not as uh, not as good at soccer, but hey, we're there for the first time. That's always nice. That that um, is true. That for the first goal time in a long time. that Davies scored was sick. That was not sick. Goal. Wonderful. Um, that was yeah. um, really too bad. The rest of the Croatia scored four other goals. That yeah, uh, we'll ignore that part. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I guess Canada's got to play Morocco now. I guess that's just for pride, I guess. Um, but Morocco yeah, beat but, Belgium. So I guess, like, how good is Morocco? Yeah, yeah, Morocco is probably playing for, you know, going through to the next, to the elimination rounds, as, as is Belgium. Yeah. Uh, although I do want uh, sports fans to keep in mind that Belgium, who Canada played first, were the bronze medal winners at the previous World Cup. Yeah, and Croatia were the silver medal winners at the previous World Cup. So, oh, you know, so from great. the outset, it was always going to be a tough pool. And, you know, as you said, just getting to the World Cup is a, an achievement in and of itself. So, yeah, it's like, not, I mean, it is. It's, it's honestly like it's it's really cool to see um, Canada kind of excelling on the world stage, both in, uh, you know, soccer and uh tennis here but uh it, it, it's uh i'm not the biggest i'm i shouldn't say i'm not the biggest soccer fan because i like it i'm like the smallest soccer fan i guess yeah <laughs> um, i like the, i feel like the world cup is my obligatory i'll turn on a match once every four years unless i'm invited to like a tfc game or something um which are actually really fun even if you don't like soccer i'm not gonna yeah. lie tfc games are a good time yeah, like I kind of feel like this is like my obligatory like every four years I'll pay somewhat pay attention to it and uh Every year, every four years, I'm just like, I thought this country was good. I thought this country was bad. And they're all reverse winning or losing to each other that I thought was good mm-hmm. or I thought was bad. So um, it just it, honestly, it just kind of clarifies the fact that I know nothing about soccer. I still don't <laughs> understand the offside rule. Um, It makes no sense to me. It, Most I, of the players don't either. So yeah, don't how, worry about it. I, my honest question, how is it my problem if you can't defend me properly? I, yeah, I, I don't I get it. Like, why? No other sport has this. I don't understand it. I don't understand mm-hmm. the, the offside rule or the logic behind mm-hmm. the offside rule in this sport. Yeah. Make it like a, like every other sport. It's like a hard line or an, or an imaginary line. But at least there's a line. Like it's I guess yeah. it's an imaginary line. But it's a constantly moving imaginary line. How come the how come players in soccer don't just line up and just be like, you can't go past us? Like why? Like why not just? I need a British person. You know, like those. You remember those obscure laws in rugby, like yeah. for example, in the uh, mall or something. Like a player can't jump on top of a mall or something yeah. like that. It's probably one of those things. Someone did it once. Doing that. Oh, okay. uh, so that's the thing. So someone probably did it once. 
it annoyed a lot of people and therefore they put it in the rules that you can't do that yeah. now uh listeners and viewers and subscribers to the podcast may be noticing that we're not really talking about rugby on the rugby podcast that is because the season has come the international season i should say has come to an end now and so there are no test games that are scheduled to happen um for the men's or the women's teams uh the sevens is set to continue uh this coming weekend so obviously we uh, can't really talk about how that's gone until after it's happened um but one thing that will be coming up this week that we do want to be talking about and this is for the next generation of uh male rugby players um playing 15s especially is the canadian university men's rugby championship this will be taking place um over five three rounds over five days and it'll be hosted by uh, UBC Thunderbirds out in Vancouver and this will be the fifth annual Canadian University Men's Rugby Championship. So from what we gathered there are eight teams taking part. These are um, seeded as following. Uh, BC1 region um, which was uh, UVic. Uh, seed 2 is Ontario 1 which was uh, I believe is is well, yep, yeah, is well. Well, no, three, which is um, BC again, is uh, the hosts, the Thunderbirds. Um, fourth is Laurier, uh, the Golden Hawks. Uh, fifth is McGill. Sixth is the Calgary Dinos. Uh, seven is the Memorial Seahawks. And eight is the Trinity Western Spartans. So uh, there are Trinity Wesson isn't just uh, the third BC team taking part because it's at NBC. There was a playoff match between uh, Trinity Wesson University and UBC. So they have the final best spot. So the matches will be played. The first round, which is the uh, quarterfinals. So it's quarterfinals, then semifinals, and then the medal games or the finals, I think is the best way to do it. So each team will take part in the quarterfinals. The winners will progress to the championship semifinals, the losers into the consolation semifinals. The losers of the consolation semifinals will then take part in the seventh place final. The winners of the consolation finals will take in the fifth place um, final. The losers of the championship final will take part in the bronze medal game and the winners will go through to the gold medal game. And if you're wondering where you can um, get a little bit more information about this, thankfully, uh, the Rugby Network has an article by Brian Kelly. And he's given a list of five uh, players to look out for. And some of these names, if you're fans of Canadian rugby and has been paying attention to the um, Canada 15 tour to Brazil, where they played Chile and Brazil 15s. We'll notice some names. Um, so Takoda and Talon McMullen as well. If you're a fan of the uh, Toronto Arrows, you may recognize that Kobe Faust will be uh, suiting up for Guelph Griffins. Um, if you were watching the draft, uh, the 2022 MLR draft, you'll notice the name Ethan Hager representing the UVic Vikings, who has been uh, drafted by the Dallas Jackals. Um, if you've been paying attention to the under-20 team, um, Jacob Bossy will be uh, suiting up for the UBC Thunderbirds. And out of McGill, um, this is a name to look forward to, Alexandra Lorendau, who was the 2022 RSEQ Rookie of the Year. And they 
in this article um, by Kelly says um, he's been in brilliant form this year, helping his side knock off the Ottawa GGs 31-24 to capture their first RSEQ championship since 2015. So, you know, some good names to keep your eye out for. And uh, and as I said, this article is on the Rugby Network because Rugby Network are broadcasting all of these games for free. And the broadcast schedule is listed there. These are all in Pacific time. Obviously, it takes place in uh, British Columbia. So on Wednesday, November 30th, hopefully this podcast will be out by then because it's going to be a very short podcast, uh, I'm afraid. <laughs> Um, the kickoff time for the first quarterfinal will be at it'll be at eleven o'clock. Then the second one will be at two p.m. The third one at five p.m. And the final game of the day will be at seven thirty p.m. I mean, Derek, four games of rugby in one afternoon. Well, one day, I should say. Yeah. It, it, it's like the World Cup. It's like all this rugby going on, and it's all for free on the Rugby Network. I don't, I don't know how it can get any better than that. I, honestly, I don't. I don't think it can. I mean, I think uh, last weekend was, um, as you kind of alluded to, um, was my was like the first weekend in a while where there was no Canadian teams in action as far as on the international stage goes. Uh, no men's team, no women's team, sevens team wasn't playing. Um, you know, all the uh, university squads are getting prepped for the this tournament. Obviously, that's taking place this week. Um, so there was not not much going on in, as far as like Canadian rugby goes, which meant I uh, to occupy my time. I went to go see Black Adam, which is no. a, a movie that exists. That is a movie that exists. That is a glowing review, if I've ever heard one. Glowing review. That's um. I'm not. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, that that movie happened. Honestly, my uh, my honest review of that movie would be: it does look cool, and there's some cool fight scenes, but the story, um, you know. It's, it's it's a movie you can watch. Yeah, with it's a movie. Off. Yeah, exactly. Bring it. It's probably yeah. it'll be one of those uh good like quote unquote like the second screen movies. You know, if you want, uh, okay. you want to like if you got if you got some work to do, Stu, you got some podcast prep. You could probably throw uh, Black Adam on in the streaming background. Pop up every time Hawkman and Doctor Fate are on screen, and then go back to work. All right, fair enough. I'll keep that in mind. So. I just want to say thank you to the Canadian University Men's Rugby Championship for not making me go watch Black Adam again this weekend. <laughs> um, delightful. Thank you very much. Um, I think, yeah, it's obviously a tournament that is very exciting. I think um, I feel like, you know, I'm really excited about Canadian University Rugby um, both for the men's and for the women's, um, how, like, but you know, I'll be the first to admit that this isn't exactly my area of expertise as far as mm -hmm. like, like analysis yeah. and everything goes. Um, so like it, 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 which I think also does kind of make it a little bit more exciting. So I, I don't have a whole lot of deep insight onto onto the teams, but I think that's also kind of what can make this tournament fun, right? Yeah, and I love what. I love seeing that, you know, it's all going to be on the rugby network. Um, the the times are pretty good, depending on what part of the country you live in. Um, you might, you know, for obviously the first two games being Wednesdays and Fridays, um, the first two rounds, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, there's probably going to be a little, um, you know, sneaking, uh, sneaking the extra screen in the, you know, the window that you might have to click away when your boss walks by the desk or yeah. something. Um, but, no, 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 we ever do that. No, not that I of course that not. we ever of course do that. Not. No, never, never. Never do that. Um, 
but I think that's going like I think that's kind of part of it though. Um, so but like you know all the other, there's a lot of games that are obviously on good times. Obviously the championship round or the the finals are on the Sunday, which is nice too. Um, so it makes for like a really good you know full weekend of rugby. Um, you kind of mentioned a couple uh, key players there too. It is also you know it's also kind of I think. There's a lot of names, even like beyond what Kelly um, wrote. I mean, you have obviously for Guelph, you have Kobe Fa- um, Foss, but there's also still further Toronto Arrows influences, Corey Hector and Tom Van Horner on the coaching staff. So that's cool. Um, UBC um, has Talon and Dakota McMullen, as well as Isaac Kelly, who mm-hmm. were both, you know, who all three of them were playing. Did that? They are. They even did that crazy thing where they played for Canada down in Brazil, flew back and played a game for UBC. Um, yeah, which might come in handy considering how frequently you have to play games in this tournament. UVic as well has uh, some interesting some interesting names. You mentioned Hager. Um, they also have Gabe Casey and Denver Fat, who the Arrows drafted, and as well as uh, Logan Martin Feek, who was a fly half the Arrows drafted in 2021, but due to injury, never actually played during last season uh TWU also has uh Tamalor Awanasi who uh, has played for uh, the Irish Sevens team um recently mm. and is also still playing so that's um and you know back for uh, uh helped uh TWU get that um you know that big wild card win over UBC Okanagan um right so it's you got so you got some names kind of th- through the whole tournament that kind of jump out as guys that have already played um, say maybe U20 or like I guess for the senior national team um, uncapped games but some senior national team representation there um, as well as guys as well as like you know a handful of guys that are drafted by the MOR uh, MOR yeah. teams and I think that's like to me I think that's kind of the thing that gets the most excited for it is I think like as the MLR kind of grows and the draft um, hopefully becomes a bigger deal. And I think hopefully the draft is like, this is like kind of awesome if you're going to like follow, like, you know, going into the draft for next year and stuff, right? Like, you know, something you basically have, I guess the eight best teams in the country all in on all in one spot um, that get to battle for a national championship. And, you know, whoever, if you stand out in this tournament, it could go, it seems like it could go a long way to, uh, you know, finding yourself on an MLR team, right? So, um, I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see, you know, some of these these arrows draft picks and or guys that have already signed for the arrows how they perform from that point of view. But also, you know, some of those guys that could be future like Team Canada players, and you know, just you know anybody that you know may surprise and who might end up standing out, right? Because this is obviously. It seems like the Canadian University Men's Rugby Championship really wants to kind of build this to be part of that like pathway to. Um, you know, professional rugby, the national team, right? And uh, now, like, there is that draft system in place now too, right? So it does make it a little bit more, a uh, little bit more interesting, a little bit more entertaining. Um, and you know, there's obviously a lot of intrigue here. Um, some interesting teams, Laurier, um, coming to the tournament, they uh, had a huge upset over Queens. Um, so kind of unusual looking at the bracket for this tournament and not seeing that uh that cue there, but. Laurier is obviously has uh, some arrows influence too, or I guess not. I said I was going to say arrows influence, but I guess Andrew Quatrin plays for the Free Jacks now. You know, obviously some good players have come out of that program, and uh, I guess Bill Webb is from Laurier too. So there's a that's obviously a huge arrows influence, uh, mm-hmm. um, but it's um. So I think it, I, I don't know. I think it'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a you know a fun way to to spend a weekend. It, 
I think the format to me is kind of fascinating because it's obviously it's a bracket, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is, as we all know, is the best way to do playoff tournaments. Um, brackets are just so much fun. Um, but so we got a bracket and then you basically have to play three games in what, what is it? Five days, right? Like, yeah, you, essentially. yeah so that's a, that's, that's a lot, man. I like that's, that's a, that, that's a lot of rugby in uh in a very short period of time um so interesting so that's kind of one of those things too it's always interesting to see how players and coaches navigate that as far as like roster selection and um it's like you know in, in a tournament with this this structure like that a big part of it just might be uh you know it seems like a big part of this tournament might just be being healthy and you know who's uh because there's not a there's not a lot of recovery time between these games yeah well yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see because obviously some teams are more well positioned than others. For example, host UBC, they've won every single version of the Canadian University's men's rugby championship, except for in twenty nineteen, which was won by UVic. And I'm sure they like reminding UBC of that every time they meet up. But uh okay, okay, so that's So I'm going to go through the four quarterfinals and Derek, I want you to tell me who you think is going to progress and then we'll go from there, okay? Sounds good, sounds good. Okay, first up, we have UVic versus the Trinity Western Spartans. Uh, I think I got to go UVic. Um, You know, they've obviously just... I kind of rattled it off. They have a lot of MLR drafted players on that team, so I think that... Or one seed for maybe a reason. Um, although I'm sure UBC might dispute why they're the one seed, though. But all right. Next up, we have Laurier versus McGill. Um, I think, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go McGill. All right. McGill okay. For no, for no. I, yeah. Yeah. Now the the only real team that seems to be. Uh, in that allocation out of it is uh, the Spartans and you've already picked Uvic. So everything else is just like, I wonder where this is going to (laughs) go, but let's go. Okay. Next match. We have the Guelph Griffins versus the Memorial Seahawks. Guelph. Guelph. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep Ontario, I think. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess I just went against Ontario for uh, the Laurier. And you got to pick one. You got to pick. And seeing as we're both based in the Toronto region, uh, Guelph is the closest one, so they are the honorary uh, team that Torontonians can support. I mean, sure. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how many people are going to love that logic, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the final quarterfinal game we have listed is the host UBC Thunderbirds against the Calgary Dinos. Uh, UBC. I think, like to me, in all honesty, regardless of what the seeding numbers actually say, UBC is the favorite to win this tournament. It's yeah, they've won. They won three of the four. Um, we kind of mentioned a handful of the great players they have, coached by you know Curry Hitch- Hitchborn for all these mm-hmm. years as well, and it's on their home t- home turf. Like yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really care what the seeding says. I like UBC has to be the favorite to win this. Yeah. Game. All right, then. So we have for your semifinals, it'll be Uvic versus McGill. Which one do you think is going to advance to the final? Um, Uvic. All right. Okay. 
And then we have Guelph versus UBC. And considering uh, you consider UBC the favourites, <laughs> do you, yeah. you think uh, Guelph will... F- so the Griffins will fall to the Thunderbirds then? Oh, man. Yeah, I know. it. Um, yeah. You know what? I know I just... I literally just said... I'm going to totally contradict myself based on this. Well, you, you said they're the favourites no, to win, we, but that doesn't mean yeah, they're going the to, to win. win. Exactly. They should be... Maybe they should be the favourites to win. Um, right. You know what? You know what? We have to let's uh, let's mix this up, man. We need to uh, we need to have something other than UBC and UVic in the final. And so, right. if if you asked me the reverse order of this, and you said the UBC game first, I might have picked this differently. But uh, let's yeah, let's go Guelph. Let's put a uh, let's put a non BC team through the final. Why not? Uh, so Guelph versus UVic, and you think the Guelph are going to pull off the ultimate upset and? take their first uh, Canadian University's Men's Rugby Championship? No. Oh, you think it's going to be UVic again? We'll, yeah, we'll go uh, Yeah, we'll go UVic. UVic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. This analysis UVic makes no to sense. win the this 2022. Makes no sense. I already, I know this makes no sense. I, I, I literally was like, oh, yeah, they're the favorite. They obviously are the favorite. Let's eliminate them. It doesn't make any sense. No, as, I, so- as, as I preface this, I don't know much about the university rugby so yeah i don't know as in we're, we're all learning here it's all making progress we're all hoping to watch the games pick up some uh teams cool. to follow some new names to uh focus on and yeah it's looking set to be a great tournament and you can obviously follow all the action on the rugby network and those first four games of the quarterfinals will be available this Wednesday, November 30th. So the first game kicks off 11 p.m. Pacific time. So that will make it uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, I believe, if my math is mapping. Yeah. Yeah. So 2 p.m. Eastern for the first game of that tournament. And as I said, you can watch all the games for free on the Rugby Network. Just remember to sign up. Who do you think is going to win? You have to. Uh, I think UBC. Who's your final? Who's your final? Uh, UBC, yeah, versus Laurier. Whoa, okay, and like an absolute wild card. <laughs> uh, so UVic versus Trinity will go down to the wire. UVic will be yeah. so tired out, and then I feel like we're just Laurier trying to avoid picking the UBC UVic final because it's not as yeah. I mean, <laughs> like that's pretty much what it's going to be. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, let us dream. Let us dream. So, as I said, you can watch all these games on the Rugby Network, and if you're looking to watch any other uh, rugby that's happening this weekend, um, as we said, the Sevens will return. I believe they're in Dublin. By this weekend, yep. and they will be available on CBC. And if you're wanting to keep up with the Premiership and URC, you can do so on Sportsnet. And if you want to keep up with the Canadian University Men's Rugby Championship on social media, they are available on Instagram at Can You Men's Rugby, and they're also available on Facebook. In fact, if you want to follow us on social media, we are available on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Rouge Rugby. That's also our handle for our YouTube account, where you can watch videos and podcasts as well as some interviews that we've done um, post uh, post match interviews with Arrows players and coaching stuff and you can listen to more of our podcasts on spotify anchor fm and apple podcasts derek where can the fine people find you on social media uh at Brissette the jet across all social media platforms 
Similarly, you can find me across all social media platforms at Hardman, spelled H4RDMAN. Well, like we said, it's a very short episode, but we are looking forward to the Canadian University's Men's Rugby Championship. Derek, thank you for joining me as we waffle on about uh, who we'd like to see besides you, Vic, and UBC in that uh, men's uh, rugby championship final. And thank you all for watching and listening to this episode of the Canadian uh, Real Rugby podcast, The Rouge Rugby. We hope you can join us again next time. <laughs>